Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I just want to direct your attention tonight to the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus, chapter number 10, and uh, verse number 1. Leviticus chapter 10, and verse number 1. The Bible says, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord. Everybody say before the Lord. Which commanded them not and they were and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron this is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, and I thank you. For your word, I thank you, Lord, for your help. God, we stand before you tonight, not as, as Lord Jesus, a want of, Lord God, just needing you. We need you right now. We stand before you needing you now. I pray, Lord, that you would bless, Lord, the word to our hearts. Let me say what you want to be said. Give you glory in serving my gift. In Jesus' name, let everybody say Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord bless you. you. can be seated. If you were planning right now, in the next few days or the next few weeks, to make a trip to a place like England, and you were going to stand before the queen, and you were going to stand before royalty, you would be said to be coming before the throne be coming before the throne. It, it would take, no doubt, a, a good amount of training and a good amount of instruction to tell you the protocol of what it means to come before the throne. The fact of the matter is that we serve the King of kings and Lord of lords, and when we approach his holy presence, we are, in essence, approaching his throne. So the question must be, before I approach the king of the universe, the one that holds the world together, the one that gives me life, the one that gives me strength, the one who is my savior, before I approach him, I need to spend a little time learning how to come before him. Because we realize, as the Bible tells us, that he is the king. Most stories about a king and his kingdom begins with once upon a time. Once upon a time. The story of the kings, of kings begins with no beginning. Before there was time, he was there. 
Amen. In the beginning, God. He was already there. He is the king. The psalmist depicts that that interaction of wanting to come uh, and have a relationship with the king when he says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and even uh, lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. Amen. The kingdom of God is one, has one central uh, character, one central protagonist, and that is the king of glory. There's only one king. There's only one Lord. There's only one uh, uh, champion. There's only one. Amen. And we find that we are to come before his presence. The Bible speaks about coming before his presence and coming before his throne because everything in the kingdom revolves around the throne and the throne room. The throne room is known as the central uh, room for the operation of the kingdom. That is depicted in the book of Revelation chapter 5 and verse 6. We see it says, and behold, uh, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. I believe what this picture depicts is that everything about the kingdom is around the throne. It, it, it revolves around the, the throne. It is there that we find the creatures crying, Holy, holy is the Lord that had eyes within and eyes without. Amen. It signifies that in his presence there's holiness. There's righteousness. You see, entering into the presence of the Lord uh, 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 is something to not be taken lightly. For the term presence of the Lord is something that is synonymous with the face of God. When the Bible says seek the face of God, it means the presence of the Lord. Being in his presence is something of privilege and blessing. We find it very, uh, very clear that in the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8, the Bible said that Adam and Eve heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. Adam and Eve, when it came time to see the presence of the Lord because they had sinned, now they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord because of sin. They didn't meet the protocol. We find that Cain sinned, killed his brother, and went out from the presence of the Lord, Genesis 4 and 16. Jonah, when he tried to run away from God, he tried to run from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you today that there is something powerful about being in the right frame of mind, being in the right standing before the Lord so that when you come before him, you can say, surely the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. When we come into the presence of the Lord, it is a place where we develop intimacy with our Heavenly Father. It's a place where we hear His voice and begin to 
understand his voice and know his heart and know his mind. There's a lot of people that want to love the Lord from a distance. They want to serve him from a distance. They want to serve him just at a glance. But if you really want to know him, you must get into his presence come before his throne. Amen. That's what we ought to be looking to do every day. Not just at church. Not just here. While the songs are singing and everybody's worshiping and we can do it together. But we need to be in a relationship with the Lord that says today I must come before your presence. Today I want to enter into your throne room. The Bible tells a story of of Aaron, his son's These were priests. These were priests whose job it was to come before the Lord. And they came before the Lord, and the Bible says they offered strange fire, which meant they didn't offer God's fire, they offered their fire. They offered strange fire. And and they knew better than to do that. But the Lord made this declaration. If you're going to come before me, I will be sanctified in them that come before me. I will be set apart in them that come before me. Aaron and his sons were to be priests. Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, were designated as priests. And their job was to come into the presence of the Lord. Part of that duty was that they would bring the fire that had fallen from the altar of God and they would bring it into the presence of the Lord. But they offered strange fire. They offered that which was unholy. They offered that which was polluted and unsanctified before the presence of the Lord. And the Lord said, if you're going to come into my presence, I will be sanctified among them. Amen. We have a mentality today that if I can just, you know, kind of run Rush into the Lord's presence like running through McDonald's drive-through. If I could come into the presence of the Lord like running it out of the rain, if I could come into the presence of the Lord and just stop by, there's a casual approach to coming before the Lord. Just, you know, kind of come sloppily, kind of come half-heartedly. But the Lord said, if you're going to come into my presence, you will be sanctified. You've got to be set apart. There's got to be a protocol if you're going to come into my presence. While the Old Testament priests, the Aaronic and Levitical priesthood offered, over, offered up sacrifices and officiated over the, 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 the temple of the Lord, amen, as they would stand between God and Israel. Today we are called, according to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, we are called a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, amen, and as they offered up natural offerings of sacrifice, we offer up spiritual offerings of sacrifice into the presence of the Lord. We find the priest of the Old Testament had to follow specific guidelines and protocol to approach the holy place of God. I want to tell you, this is, this is what got Nadab and Abihu in trouble. It wasn't that they offered strange fire. That was part of it. But the reason that Nadab and Abihu got in trouble is because they never prepared themselves 
to go into the presence of the Lord? Had they followed protocol? Had they followed steps? Had they followed what was prescribed? They never would have gotten into that place. But I want to tell you, the Lord said, I want to be sanctified if you're going to come before me. The psalmist said in 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and establishes upon the flood. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek his face. I'm going to go through this tonight and I'm going to make what I'm about to give you available for you for your prayer life. I want to give you the steps to approach the throne of the Lord. Amen. And I'll make this available after the service. I'll let you know how. The first thing, if you go back and, and look at Leviticus chapter 16, that whole chapter begins to lay out the plan for them to come into the presence of the Lord. In Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 4, it says, speaking of the priest, he shall put on the holy linen coat. He shall put on the holy linen coat. Five times during the day of the atonement, Aaron the high priest changed his clothes as he was going about the procedures and the cleansing that, that had to take place before he went into the presence of the Lord. Each time he washed, he washed his hands, he washed his feet, he removed his garments, <clears throat> totally immersed his body, put on the change of clothing, washed his hands and feet a second time. It was a process of being very intentional that if I'm going to go into the presence of the Lord, the first thing I must be is right. I must be right. <clears throat> Job said, amen, that he put on righteousness and clothed me. The Lord put on righteousness and clothed me. We find Revelation 19 and 8 says, the Lamb's bride, that's us, the church, was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Amen. The first thing we need to do is put on a holy linen coat. We need to be right before the Lord. We need to repent. Amen man of every sin, of everything that is hindering us. If you don't want to, uh, if you want to enter the presence of the Lord, you must be right. Got to be right. Somebody say, be right. In Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 16 and 3, it says, And Aaron shall come unto the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Amen. If you're going to enter into the presence of the Lord, you're going to be right. How are you right? By having your sins covered. By having your sins covered. One cannot go beyond the veil without grace covering them, without mercy covering them. I can't get into the presence of 
of the Lord because he is holy and he is righteous, but he has made a way that I have a sacrifice. It is now called Jesus Christ, the Lamb of glory who gave himself for me so that at any time I can repent. At any time I can say, God, cover me with your grace. Cover me with your mercy. I want to come to your presence, but I've got to be right. I've got to be clean. I've got to be holy before you. There's a lot of people that want to come into the presence of the Lord without truly examining their own life. Am I standing in his righteousness today? Am I standing in his righteousness or am I standing in mine? Is my sins covered? Is there lying and cheating and stealing? And is, there, is there things in my heart that doesn't need to be there? How can I expect to get into the intimate presence of the Lord if I harbor bitterness and unforgiveness? If I am eaten up with the things of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, if I'm eaten up with these things, how can I expect to enter the presence of the Lord? I don't want my iniquities to separate me from the throne room, but somehow I want to go into to the throne room. Amen. Queen Elizabeth would not allow somebody there. Her workers would not allow anybody come in. It looked like they'd just been plowing in the dirt and, and dirt all over them and dirt. No, you've got to get clean. You're coming before the King of King and the Lord of Lords. That's why we go to prayer. That's why we pray. Amen. We say, oh God, I want to be right before you. Make me clean. I want to be right I want to be covered. In Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 4, another step was given. He said in Leviticus 16 and 4, and he shall be girded with a linen girdle, girded with a linen ephod, girded with a linen girdle. Amen. Those who come into the presence of the Lord must abandon hypocrisy. Amen. Because we would say this in the New Testament as the belt of truth. If I'm going to come before the Lord, I've got to be real. I have got to be real. I've got to be transparent. I've got to come into his presence. Hallelujah. I've got to be real. I've got to be honest before God. Hallelujah. I, I, I shudder when people think they can come in the presence of the Lord. I, 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 I want to be very, very careful. I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to come across as mean. I want to be encouraging today. But I can't come into his presence of the Lord and balance my checkbook at the same time. I can't come to the presence of the Lord and check my eBay account at the same time. I don't need to be texting folks around me and in me at the same time. I don't need to be cutting my fingernails and, and, and checking the, the, the weather. I, I, need, I need to approach him with a humility and understanding. I'm about to come into the presence of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If we're going to come into his presence, we got to be willing to be truthful, transparent, exposed before him. 
Paul put it in the New Testament like this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable of God, which is your reasonable service. What's my motive in worship? What's my motive in prayer? What's my motive coming before him? I want to be clean. Hallelujah. That's the next thing we find in Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 4. It has, after he has put on the linen coat and, and the linen breeches and the linen girdle, and he's put on a mitre upon his head, you find that he said that he would be washed his flesh in water. Hallelujah. How do we do that in the New Testament? This is not baptism because we're already saved, but rather this is about what the Bible says is the word of God. In John chapter 15 and verse 3, Jesus said, Now ye are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. Abide in me. Abide in me. And I in you. Jump down to verse 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be given unto you how can I approach the presence of the Lord by getting into his word studying his word finding out what it says what's 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 he wanting me what does his word tell me I don't have to understand it all I just got to read it and believe it I've got to Lord show me in your word show me your word because I'm clean by the word I'm clean by the word. The psalmist said, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereunto to thy word. How many remember when David sinned and he fell away from God, he committed adultery with Bathsheba, then murdered her husband to try to legitimize it. And the man of God looked at him and said, you're the man because you have forsaken, forgotten the commandment of the Lord. David, when you quit loving the word, David, when you quit searching the word, is the day that you open up the door for the enemy to come in. If I'm going to come before the presence of the Lord, I need to be saturated in his word. O King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. If you jump down in Leviticus 16, you will find further instruction. We find that Leviticus 16 and 12 says, And he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense beaten small and bring it within the veil and he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord and the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony that he die not. Biblically this is a type of worship and praise unto the Lord. We must be sure that our worship is covered by the mercy and grace of God. Amen. That our hearts are pure when we come before the Lord and begin to worship and praise the Lord let our censors be full a man of holy coals of fire that says I'm committed to you I am committed unto you amen I'm going to worship you with all that is within me I'm coming before the throne I'm committed to you I'm committed to you it's interesting that the priest was to go in for all Israel but verse 17 of Leviticus 16 says, And there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation. At that time, there's to be no man. If you really want to find the throne room, sometimes you've got to get alone 
all by yourself, alone, separated, secluded, a place of solitude that prepares me for the depth of his presence. God doesn't just meet his people any and everywhere on whim. He's looking for a appointed time, a relationship. The Lord said, you're to meet here in this place. If the only time you have for the presence of the Lord is when the church gathers, you're missing deep intimacy with God. You're missing deep intimacy with God. Jeremiah says that I'm, the Lord said, and ye shall seek me, Jeremiah 29, 13, 14, ye shall seek me and find me when you search me with your whole heart. Your whole heart. I believe that there ought to be some preparation today. Would you stand with me, please? Another way that we enter into his presence is by faith. I believe. I believe. I believe that when I come before you, Lord, you're going to have what I need. When I come before my king and I bring my petition, Lord, you're going to have what I believe. I trust you. I trust you. I believe. I believe. What is, what is your relationship with the Lord today? Is it just simply a casual, I'm going to stop in like McDonald's drive through into your presence? Or Lord, am I going to spend a little time investing in learning how to approach your glory? How to approach your glory? Sometimes I think we just get in a big hurry. Used to, we would say it's because gun smoke's on. Anybody remember gun smoke? Yeah, that's way back in the day. That's, that's, some of y'all need to Google that. I feel the Lord here. Don't confuse hype for his presence. Don't confuse emotion for his presence. I just want to get into where he's at. I mean, I realize that nothing, but if I can get to where he is in, in a special way, I know he's there all the time. I know he's everywhere, but I'm talking about getting into his throne room. I want to get into the central area of where he's operating. I want to know what his what his will is in my life. Is there anybody here tonight that just says, oh, prepare me for your presence. Prepare me, Lord Jesus, for your presence. I want to confess to you today, Lord, I've been very quick to just rush in, and I've been very quick to make my way. Oh, God, and I don't want to do it with strange fire. I want to do it, Lord Jesus, with a heart that's pure and clean. Anybody just want to come and just simply say, Lord, I, 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 I want to be right. I want to be clean. I want to be real before you. Lord, I want to be for you. Come before you today. Jesus, all the glory belongs to you and not to me. Hallelujah, all the glory belongs to you and not to me. God, we praise you today. Come into your presence, Lord. 
First thing I've got to do is be clean before you. Lord, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart, be right before you, Lord Jesus, in the right standing, O oh God, in the right standing, Lord, with you. I'm coming to your presence. I want to see your glory, Lord, but I don't want to just minimize it by a casual approach. Oh God, but let it be with a passion approach. Lord, to love you passionately, to serve you passionately, Lord. Oh God, I want to know how to, how to touch you tonight. I want to know how to touch you tonight. Glory be to God. Into your presence, Lord, is where I go. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Thank you.